Yes, you are in. Brian's back. Yep, that Brian. If you've been listening to this long enough, for you, any, any of you out there uh, want to lose your mind up in here, up in here, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm oh, sorry. I know. Terrible singer. Ah, this message, though, this play of the day hits on that theme. So any of you that are sick and tired or your, your patience been being tried, maybe you're just going through hell right now, this is for you. A note of encouragement. A prescription from Dr. Loritz. Here you go. The play, the play, is play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Swung on and hit in the air to right. <laughs> and that ball is gone. And, it- and the only thing, the, the, the worst thing, Brian, I could ever do to you is to give you a blessing that you don't have the character infrastructure to support. So what I got to do, Brian, is to get you here from here, I got to put you in my divine crock pot. I got to put you in a situation you don't like, you can't get out of. I'm going to put the lid on it. Turn up the heat. You're going to get really angry, dare I even say frustrated with, with me, but I am way more after my glory than your comfort. <laughs> And there's going to be moments in that crock pot where you are going to lose your mind up in here, up in here. And you're going to have to learn to be patient because, Brian, the only thing worse than waiting on God is wishing that you had. I want you to be patient. We come now to the book of James. If you're wondering, James is a genre, it's a type of literature in the Bible known as an epistle. If you're wondering what makes James's epistle different from all the other kind of epistles, Bible scholars tell us that while James's epistle, like all the other epistles, is written in Greek, if you were to analyze, compare, and contrast James's original use of the Greek language with all the other original Greek language texts of epistles, what you would discover is James has the highest concentration of imperatives. Now, don't lose me. This is about as technical as this little Sunday school lesson gets. I'm coming to your neighborhood. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to put my feet up on your coffee table. We're going to get real practical. James has the highest concentration of imperatives. Okay, why is that important? What does that mean? An imperative simply means a command. James's love language is commands. So so we saw the bumper video, and we're talking about how James punches you in the gut. Yes, he does, because he doesn't mince words. He talks in directives. It's the, The epistle of James, it's one command after another command after another command. In fact, the whole epistle begins with a command. Count it all joy. Now we come to our text, and right out the gate, James begins with another command. He opens up by saying, be patient. He ain't recommending. He ain't suggesting. He ain't giving you tweetable advice to consider. 
It's as if he's grabbing us by the collar, looking us in the eyes, and he's saying, I know you don't like the situation you're in, but I am commanding you under the authority of our sovereign Lord. Be patient. Well, thank you, Brian. I mean, I, I, I feel like we're, we're in the clouds. I feel like we're 35,000 feet in the air. Okay, I get it. I've been in the crock pot. Maybe I'm in the crock pot right now. I, 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 need, you to, I need you to bring it down several notches. I, I need you to put some shoe leather on this. I, I need you to get way more granular, Brian. I, I need you to tell me exactly what does patience look like? Is it just me kind of passive resignation waiting on God? No, because notice in verse 7, right after saying be patient, uh, James then goes on to say, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth being, here's that word again, patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. James is saying, if you want to know the kind of patience that honors God, look to the farmer. Now, I love this because what we understand about farming is that no farmer goes to his barren field then looks up to God, then back down in his barren field, then up at God and says, God, in the name of Jesus, I command corn. Corn, God, name of Jesus, waiting on you, corn. We know that's not how that works. Instead, what does the farmer do? He goes out and he plows and plows and plows and sows and sows and sows and cultivates and cultivates day in, day out, week in, week out, back-breaking work, sweat pouring down his body. And yet he does all that knowing that unless the Lord sends the rain, my labor is in vain. So that the farmer understands, here it is, that patience is never passive resignation it is active participation it is me doing my something waiting on God to do his something knowing that when God adds his something to my something now we got something now let me give you a biblical example of this this guy in the new testament his name is the apostle Paul do you know most of Paul's ministry takes place from his own crockpot called prison? Yes, Paul writes all these epistles, but there's a, a subgenre of epistles known as the prison epistles. Think about it. Paul gets to prison. He's in a situation he doesn't like, in a situation he, doesn't, he can't get out of, and he gets there, and, and one of the first things he does is, hey, do you have a pen and a piece of paper? I'm in my crockpot, but there's, there's a group of Christians, a group of churches I want to write and encourage. While in the crockpot, he's writing and writing and writing. And here's something else we see. Read these letters he writes from, from jail, his own crockpot. In each of these letters, he says his own version of, hey, since I've been here, I've been praying for you. Writing and praying and writing and praying. And then to the Philippians, he says, um, uh, thank you for, for thinking about me. Thank you for your partnership in the gospel. But, but I want you to know, I'm content since being here, the gospel has advanced throughout the whole imperial guard. The Imperial Guard were soldiers who would be chained to him on either side. It strikes Paul one day. We're both in a situation we can't get out of. So let me share Jesus with you. And he talks to both of them about Jesus. They rotate off. Two more rotate on. He shares Jesus with them. And he runs out of folk to share Jesus with while in the crock pot, which means this. He ain't throwing a pity party. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Loritz. Uh, I'm so grateful for you and your words of wisdom.
By the way, if you would like to hear more of that message, check out Patience, Pearls, and Crockpots. That was published on the 17th of September, 2023, via the Brian Loritz podcast. And that's Brian with a Y. Patience. I should have been more patient. I'd say that's, it, it tugs on the heartstring here in that message, and maybe you're in a similar situation. Somewhere in life, you weren't patient enough. My biggest holes dug were from not being patient. Avid listeners know, and if you're a newer listener, go back to the summer of 2020 in this podcast, and all my dirt is there. Well, the, the financial dirt in the holes dug, my biggest holes. And if you are human, tongue in cheek, you have dug your holes somewhere. If you're listening to this, you are wrestling with something. And if you think you are perfect, this is not your podcast. Romans 3.23 is a recurring theme. And being real and confessing and repenting of our flaws and pursuing truth for better days. That's what this podcast is about. And you may not be physically in prison. Many of you are in some kind of figurative prison. What do you mean by that? Okay. Anxiety, depression, addiction, adultery, cheating, porn, anger, resentment, money. I could go on and on. By the way, we go back to money. That's part of my, my whole too much or not enough. They both can be an issue. You say too much. Are you crazy? Not possible. Sure about that. At least those of you that follow Jesus, Jesus says himself that is harder for a rich man to get in heaven. It's like a camel trying to go through the eye of a needle. Check Matt 1924. And by the way, when you, some of you don't think you're rich, well, if at least you're in the United States, but you're definitely in the top 5% of the world. Even the ones that don't have the big mansions. Anyway, I digress. Blessed are the poor for the kingdom of heaven will be yours or theirs. And that for that matter, and if you want to check that one, that one's check Matt five, three. So yes, too much money and or comfort can be a hole. It can be a blocking wall. I mean, think about it. Again, go back on these podcasts. You there's something about Hollywood and marriage. I don't know. It's earlier days, early days, one of the first messages. And the question posed was, how truly happy are people in Hollywood? I mean, really think about it, right? Let alone just look at the divorce rate. How many marriages stay intact in Hollywood? And how many die of alcohol or drug abuse or trying to fill in those holes with something else? All right. So there you go. Back to task. I think I made my point there. So, but some of you, let's go, let's, let's hit another gear. 
But some of you are so fed up. You're so sick and tired that you want to end it. And Mila, I said, don't jump. Please don't jump. There is a purpose for your pain. That was the, that's part of the point of Dr. Loritz's podcast while you're wading through this. And even if you have the best intentions, maybe you're doing everything technically correct, but you're still waiting on some answers. There is a purpose for your pain. We do not get stronger without pain. We do not get stronger without resistance. I mean, think about it. I've ran over, I think five marathons. Better get that right. It's definitely five. How would you like to get up in the morning and run 18 miles? But I couldn't run 18 miles or sorry, let me rephrase that. I had to learn how to run 18 miles in order to run 26.2 miles. You feel me? It took me a long time too. It's not like you just, well, some of you, okay. Some of you are probably gifted. You can just run a marathon. You're going to be pretty sore. You'll be very sore. You'll be very stiff because you weren't training properly. There is a purpose for your pain. You're being strengthened for something. And if you're not in pain, then you know someone that is. And please share this with encourage them. But you are going to be in pain. There's no doubt about it. It's, 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 It's promised. We will have tough times. For the wages of sin is death. Romans 6, 26. That's why we all get sick and we all have to die. But while you're here, While you're here on this broken planet, you have a purpose. Whether you believe it or not, you do. Most of you realize that if you've been listening this long enough. Your pain has a purpose. And I'm catching myself here. I can can think like a skeptic so I know where some of you are going. I'm not excusing what someone terrible did to you. I am saying, don't let that terrible define you. God works all things, all things for good for those that seek and love him. Check Romans 8.28. For you positive people, the first Thessalonians 5.11 people, or even you that's kind of a skeptic, never underestimate your words of encouragement. An article caught my eye not too long ago from NPR. Yes, NPR. I'm not an avid fan. It was uh, through my news feed. Um, whether you like them or not, the article is great. It it really is interesting. It's not super kumbaya. It's like three minutes long. And it's called Don't Jump. And you can find that link. If you're intrigued, you can find that link in the podcast description right here or on our blog at frydudes.com. And that blog will be entitled Heat. Okay, back to you. That's striving to be patient, even waiting, waiting, wondering, maybe asking why. And maybe you're waiting, yet you're being proactive. Maybe you got your A game and you've been doing everything correctly, but you're still not getting that blessing you're expecting or that deliverance that you're expecting. But you are being proactive on what you can control. And side note, it's, it's been over 10 years since I dug my stupid hole. The big one, the biggest one. I'm still working at it. And God has not delivered me a lottery ticket yet. Clearly, I still have work to do. 
there's still some things, some hurdles I got to clear. I'm still in that crock pot being marinated and refined. And perhaps you too. And hopefully that listen by Dr. Loritz was as much of a lift for me as it was for you. So as a capper on this one, sometimes I pray and we used to do songs until well, that wasn't as much possible now since we have a budget of zero. Uh, but I'm going to read. I'm a, based on that message that Dr. Ritz had, it's based. It's actually James who wrote the original prescription. James 5, 7 through 11. So here you go. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. Let me take that from the top again. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming, until you will be delivered. I added that part. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Think back to Dr. Ritt's message there. Patiently waiting for the autumn. Patiently waiting for the spring rains. You too be patient. And stand firm because the Lord's coming. Your deliverance is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, We count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Again, that was James 5. 7 through 11. Go look that one up yourself. Read it. If you're bold, if you think you got it bad, you check out that book of Job. All right. I love you. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Then next, love others. Love others, even the ones that test your patience. All right. I love you. Have a great day.